Well, hi, everybody, and welcome to Anti-Bullying 101. This podcast is designed to create awareness about the bullying epidemic and provide teachers, administrators, parents, and even students information about the dangers of bullying and why we have to take a comprehensive approach when dealing with the problem. My name is Jim Burns. I'm your host. I'm a retired high school administrator with over 40 years of experience in education. Currently, I'm a college instructor, and I've designed the Bullyproof Classroom, a graduate course that provides my students with permanent help, not temporary relief, as they battle the bullying epidemic. Enjoyed the podcast, everybody. of Anti-Bullying 101. My name is Jim Burns, and we're here to discuss a variety of topics. Bullying's the big one. But right now, many people are experiencing a host of other problems, domestic violence, workplace bullying, cyberbullying, community and family bullying. And you know, and often when I speak with people, I discover that they seem to be having trouble with the people that are closest to them like their parents or their siblings. People become angry and bitter and just don't realize that there's a choice. It can be just as easy to develop love, joy, peace, and patience as it is to be angry, bitter, and vengeful. Now, this podcast is designed for anyone who wants to have a fuller, more vibrant life and to offer some ideas on how to balance the physical, mental, emotional and spiritual areas of their life, but we are anti-bullying 101. So it's truly my hope that we can help everyone live a life without the fear of harassment, intimidation, and bullying. And welcome to the show, everybody. And today we have a very special guest. Her name is Rebecca Bird. And Rebecca Bird believes that bullying is an epidemic we can end. And I could not agree more. She's and as the CEO of Create Change Productions and co-founder of Speak Life Performing Arts Company. She leads a performing arts team to combat bullying in our schools. And in 2001, she co-wrote Speak Life and Bullying, the musical, an engaging musical featured in secondary schools across the country. Since the first live performance, more than three, get this, more than 375,000 students have been impacted. Today, she's launching a national movement of moms to become ambassadors. I love it. Moms can bring solutions by offering the Speak Life and Bullying film and comprehensive lesson plans to their schools. She really is an industry leader in trying to help combat and stop bullying and her team 
in looking to create a culture shift in schools across the nation. Rebecca, welcome to Anti-Bullying 101. Thank you so much for having me. What a pleasure to be with you all today. Well, it's, it's the pleasure is mine. Uh, and I read your bio and I love this Mombassador piece, which we're going to talk more about. And I think it's so creative and it gives uh, moms. Moms have a very uh, big position in schools because they're usually the ones that end up going to the school when something goes wrong. I mean, there has not been a day I worked as an administrator. And when I made a phone call and spoke to someone at home, mom was always the one that came into school. Yeah, uh, it wasn't dad. dad. Dad was working. So moms have a very strong place, a very big place in schools. And to give them a, uh, a, a almost like a job, here's a job for you to do. And be creative and do your best. And let's see if we can stop bullying. And what can you do to help put an end to it at your level as an individual? And I think that is absolutely a smashing idea. And my hat's off to you with that one for sure. Thank um, you. Let me, let me ask you this. How did Speak Life and Bullying, the musical, where did this all start? Where did it begin? Well, that is a great question. My husband and I uh, wanted to work with young people. We knew that that was what we were called to do with our life. And we were both performing artists. Um, my husband's a um, theater buff and actor, singer, and I was a dancer, choreographer, director. And so we kind of melded our gifts together and we started creating pieces that we would um, take into all sorts of different types of youth programs that had specific focus. And we would use the arts to share important information that we knew could transform the lives of young people. And so we've been doing that for several years when one day we attended a youth networking meeting of several different youth workers from literally across Long Island, which is where we began the work that we did. And in this particular meeting, there was a audio clip played by a gentleman named Frank Peretti. And he had written several works of nonfiction, very successful author, but this was his first work of fiction. And it was the story of how he was horrifically bullied in um, elementary school into middle school. And now this is 2001. So we're just like two years post Columbine at the time. And so the conversation around bullying at that time was much more about, you know, focusing on the, the child being bullied and saying, you know what, be stronger, be stronger, you can get through this. And in this moment, Frank said something that wasn't really being said. It's said now, but it wasn't said then. And that is, let's call bullying what it is. This is an abusive situation for a child and it needs to end. And we need to do things as adults to intervene and to change this for our children. And we looked around that room of the 30 that were there, there was not a dry eye in the room. These were all kind of young adults to mid to older adults. And we looked at the gentleman running the meeting as we were about to walk out and said, we don't know what to do, but we feel like we can't just walk out and do nothing. And he looked back at us and said, well, you're the artist, go do something about it. And that literally was words that changed the outcome of our life. And we went and we sat down with our team at the time and we wrote 
the very first rendition of Speak Life and Bullying the Musical, which looked very different <laughs> than, uh, than the musical you would know today. Um, but we just started knocking on the doors of schools and saying, hey, we have this little production. Could we bring it in? I mean, at that time, even school assemblies about bullying were very rare. Um, and so we, you know, started slowly but surely getting a few yeses and fast forward 15, almost 20 years later, and we have been in over 360 schools across the country in over 30 states and seen 375,000 students with the program. So we are so, so thankful for that very poignant moment that really changed everything for us and gave us the focus of our lives, which we believe is to be advocates to end bullying for students. Wow. You know, and you lead an entire team. Uh, you started this in 2021 to turn uh, the live production into an on-demand film. Is that right? Yeah, that is correct. I mean, we all know that COVID kind of changed everything for all of us, at least for a period right. of time. But in so in that time frame, it really opened up, you know, this moment for us to think more clearly about what we had. We we had such a high demand for our live show, but we were just one company. I mean, to put on our live show, it was, you know, full blown box truck tour around the country, 30 casting crew. It was a big undertaking. And so we could only do so many schools every tour. And, um, and so we had already started a conversation with um, Justin and Taryn Simmons and Justin is the safety for the Denver Broncos. He is just an amazing, fantastic gentleman. Him and his wife are passionate about doing work for at-risk students. And so they had become familiar with what we were doing in the schools. And we literally met with them the week before COVID hit. And we kind of paused ourselves, and we waited and we thought and we regrouped. And during that time, Hamilton came out on Disney Plus and we suddenly saw this whole genre of young people excited about what it looked like to see live stage shows on film. And so we mm -hmm. thought maybe we could do this too. And so we, we met with Justin and Taryn again, and we said, what if we take this to film? Would you guys do this project with us? And they said a hundred percent, they partnered with us. Um, they funded the film and we spent all of 2021 literally updating our music. We had a music producer out of Nashville come in and rewrite our score. We had professional artists come in from all over the country and um, we filmed and we now have that film complete along with five lesson plans that were written by some incredible um, administrators along with John Maxwell coaches working together to form an incredible comprehensive uh, five lesson plan that follows along with the five different songs that are in the show, allowing students to make the connections between the lyrics, the music, the stories, the characters that they saw inside the musical now turned film, um, and now be able to talk back inside their classrooms with their teachers about their own stories and how they related to what they saw and allowing to take what they learned and making it personal and in so doing, teaching them the power and the tools to speak life. Mm -hmm. And now you can combat bullying anytime, anywhere with the film, which That's I think great. is just incredible. It really is. You know, and, and listening to you, I, I, we all watch movies, right? We, we go to the movies and we see a movie, it comes out and, you know, you, you go to a movie, you see a pre, uh, 
a preview which is coming out in 2023. Um, and I don't think anyone understand. well, people probably do because they talk about it so much. But even at this level, and I'm not going to say this is small, but it, it's not, you know, Hollywood, but it's something that has to be done. The amount of work and time that has to be put in to do this can at times, I'm sure, be overwhelming. It it was a huge work. Um, from the very beginning, doing this has never been easy. It has been something that we have stayed true to because of the feedback from our students. The thing that we have heard time and time again for over 15 years, um, our administrators and students coming up to us following the show, telling us that they've never ever experienced anything like this. We've had administrators tell us that they've been in this work for over 30 years in the school. They've never had an assembly program or a program like this built that impacts in the way that this does. And we have talked to students two years, five years, 10 years post having the musical in their schools and the feedback that we're getting is students telling us, I remember that moment. I remember the moment I sat in that auditorium that I saw those characters come alive on that stage and it did something inside of me. It made a shift. And since that day, I have not been the same. And I've taken the lessons that were inside that film and I have used them in my daily life. And then they'll tell us stories about how it transformed them, how it was the moment that either allowed them, maybe they were the one that was being bullied and it gave them the opportunity to feel that they were safe enough to share their story with uh, a peer, a teacher, um, their parents, and they were able to get the help that they needed. Or maybe it was somebody that had been the bully. We had a principal tell us that post-show, he had his eye on the largest bully in the school, the one who had caused the most problems for the most students. And he watched that boy stand up cross that auditorium and one by one apologized to every single student that he had hurt. And then he showed up in the principal's office, looked at the principal and said, listen, I, I know I was wrong. I know what I did was wrong. And it's time for me to make a difference in the school. And he started going around and grabbing the kids that were making the bad decisions, pulling them into the principal office, sitting them down with the principal and saying, hey, we need to have a conversation because we can all be better and literally becoming the greatest advocate of speaking life in that school. And then lastly, the largest group of students is who we call our bystanders, our students that sit in the 60% of students. And they may say, you know what? I, I don't really get bullied. I don't really bully anybody else. I just stay out of it. I don't get involved. And these are the students that we look at and say, you know what? The power actually lies with you. What if you got involved? What if you used your power, your influence, to stand up on behalf of somebody else, to speak life into a situation where you see another child who doesn't feel like they have a voice and stand up for that child and start to make a culture shift in your school that those behaviors, those actions, those words that are negative and that tear other people down are no longer okay and change them to words of life, words that build people up, words that tell people who they truly are and start to create that culture shift. It's that 60% that have the power to shift that school and to change the level of what's acceptable. And we empower those students inside the film and we have an incredible uh, 12 minute message at the end. It's a challenge and it's now given by Justin Simmons from the Broncos field. Um, he challenges students with the power that they have to speak life. 
So it's been unbelievable to see now what this is able to do, like you said now, in unlimited amounts of schools every single day. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Uh, so I know you have lesson plans included in, they, they watch the video. Yeah. Then there's lesson plans that are, how, how long is the video, may I ask? The actual film, including Justin Simmons' challenge at the end, runs exactly 60 minutes. So it's one hour. So that's right. So that that's great. You know, it's not overly long. It's not overly short. You make and you you probably include a lot of real pertinent information in it. And and then the the students then are directed to complete uh, or the teachers can use the lesson plans, you know, over a period of five weeks or five days, I guess. Is that accurate? We've made it incredibly flexible for our administrators. You know, one of the pieces of feedback we got, especially post COVID was that, you know, our teachers and our administration are extra overwhelmed. Um, And a lot of times they're seeing these things take place in school. They don't have the good tools to allow them to really work with the students. And one of the real important things to us was that we took some pressure off of our administrators, off of our teachers, And what the film does is it opens up the conversation. So no longer do students and administrators have to feel that they have to convince students that, hey, we need to change our behaviors. We need to do something different because the teachers and the administrators are saying that every single day, as are the parents. So what we really tried to do was to ignite empathy through the film, through the Mm -hmm. stories, there are five characters in this film ignite empathy in the hearts of students, let them see, and more importantly, let them feel what other students feel like from every part of the scenario of bullying. And so once we've done that, when teachers sit down in the classroom, they can take these lesson plans, they can break them out, like exactly like you said, over five weeks, over five days, each lesson plan runs about one hour, but it can be broken down into 15 minute segments. However, the teacher feels they can best utilize it, And it gives opportunity now for students to talk back about the things that they related to, the things that impacted them. It lets the kids put handles on what they saw and what they felt to actually turn it to real actionable steps for them to take. And it's um, we have something in there called lyrics to life inside the lesson plans. And it actually takes all the lyrics from all five of the songs breaks them out in a way where students can sit and actually go through those lyrics and say, yeah, I relate to this. I relate to that. Or here's what I took from this and lets the students lead that conversation. And that's what those lesson plans are about. The film gets them thinking, the lesson plans get them talking. And it's when we get them Mm. talking that we see the significant change. How would you compare this? um, And and this sounds, and believe me, I'm not trying to, um, uh, because I saw a program and I've used it uh, in my course. Uh, I'm, I'm a, a course designer. I designed, the, believe it or not, the first anti-bullying graduate course in the country, I believe. Awesome. Um, it, uh, it's called the Bullyproof Classroom. Um, and I used something in there called Challenge Day. And just in th- hearing you talk about the kids talking and going over stuff and coming to terms with who they are and how... It's kind of like how they fit into the world that they're in right now. Uh, it, it, it sounds like it's something that every school could use. I mean, there's no question about it. And if you're not using it, 
You should be. And that's the, yes. the idea of this podcast, because this is going to get out to a lot of people. And I'm going to incur and I'm encouraging you right now. Get the program. It sounds like it's something that would really make a difference in your school. No doubt about it. Um, now, what do you plan on doing going forward? 22, 23, 24? Yes, that is a great question. Um, and I think what you said, there are some incredible organizations, um, incredible people like you have created some incredible programs out there. And what I love is the ways in which we can all work together. And we have seen some of these incredible programs. I mean, having been around for almost 20 years inside this space, um, challenge day, I know is something we're very familiar with Rachel's challenge. There's been some really incredible groups that have come um, to the surface and done some incredible work. And we're so thankful for that because there are literally millions of students that need the, that need this message. Um, and I think one of the things for schools, if they've used programs like that, they may say, well, what, what makes this program different? What's, you know, what's the difference in this to something we might've used in the past? Um, and one of the key things is that we, we absolutely feel passionate about the fact that it's important in order to create culture shift in your school, which is really what's going to, to create not just an impact today, but an impact long-term, which is what we're looking for for these students. We really press our schools to use the film for all of their age groups. So this has really been designed very specifically for middle and high school. Now, if, it, if you're in a K through 12 and you'd like to use it younger, we've used it as young as fourth grade and seen tremendous success. Now there's nothing in it that's not okay for a younger child to see. It's perfectly acceptable, but because it was written and structured in a way that it was directed straight at middle and high school students, um, we just we know that that's where we've seen the data and that's where we've seen the success. So when middle schools and high schools get this, what we encourage them to do is to show the film to the entire school, no one excluded, within a 48-hour to 24-hour period of time. And they can do that in a, in a big assembly program. They can do that classroom by classroom. Whatever they feel is best for them, they can show the film any way they want. And then again, they can follow in with those lesson plans in the weeks following. They can do you know, a five-day focus and just do a big push um, or they can do it over the course of a month. Um, they have access to our what we call our Red Locker digital portal, which is where this entire program lives. So it's digital format. We have everything for teachers and administrators. Inside that portal, we've got teacher guides. We've got administrator guides. We have counselor guides. We have a 30-day lead up to the film process for schools, allowing them to be able to properly prepare the students and build excitement. So when they launch this, the students will be anticipating something big is about to happen. And once they follow the film, they have access to that Red Locker portal for the rest of the school year. So if they want to go back to those lesson plans, revisit, even if they want to see the film again later in the year, we make sure they have access to that. So this is something they can be using all year long. But I think that mm -hmm. catalyst event of the film is what makes this program very unique bringing all the students onto the same page at the same time, I think is really key. And where are we going? We want more. We want more films, more programs. And so we are really looking right now, we've gotten so much um, interest already building nationally. We're actually working right now in the state of Florida. We're working to get to the state level. What we would love to see is that by the end um, of the 2022-2023 school year, that we actually uh, have the ability to have this go through the Department of Education right here in our state of Florida and get to all of our middle schools and high schools 
um, with funding that's provided by the state. And we hope to move that forward in multiple states long-term. Once those things start to take place, the goal is that we would have four years worth of films available to schools. So we would have something they could use in ninth, 10th, 11th, or in their middle school um, mm -hmm. years so that they have multiple films, multiple programs that they can rotate um, depending on the school year, depending on the age group for the students. So that's what we see long-term. But right now we are so passionate, um, working hard to get this program to our students. Mm -hmm. You know, many years ago, um, yeah, I was a, this is my 45th, actually I'm going on my 46th year in education. Amazing. Um, and, and yeah, it, it's like, where did the time go? Yes. Uh, and I can, I can remember back what, um, I, I, and I'm, I started off as a vice principal at how I was trying to figure out how to stop certain behaviors. Mm. I was trying to figure out how to, how, how can I stop it? And I came upon something that I actually, I developed it and, and I called it a gain and loss situation. In other words, kids have got to ask themselves, what am I going to gain and what am I going to lose by doing certain things because of my behavior? What am I, what's the gain and the loss? And I came up with three things that kids had to do. They had to be respectful. They had to be responsible and they had to be compliant. And by that, I mean, doing what you're told when you're told to do it with the right attitude. So I put this whole thing together and I came up with certain consequences just for disrespect, because I think schools at times can certain consequences for irresponsibility and then certain consequences for willful noncompliance. And I think what happens is, is schools can become so cookie cutter that even, you know, in cases of bullying, sometimes the, the, the consequence that kids are exposed to, and you're hoping that you can get to a kid before he reaches a point where you have to start imposing serious consequences, they don't work. I mean, there's no apologies. There's, there's no um, restitution. There's a, none of it. The, the kid could get suspended, go into unschooled suspension. He could have detention, whatever. But the behavior persists. And I think, and I'm glad you raised the, um, you said the word data-driven. Things, you, you have to have data to be able to, to be able to deal with certain situations. Because I used to take referrals and I used to categorize them disrespect, irresponsibility, non-compliance. Where did we have most of the trouble? Well, you know, guess what? It was in disrespect. And it didn't matter if you were disrespectful to me or to, a, to another student or to a teacher, you were disrespectful. And so we had to make sure we had the right consequences in place to deal with that disrespect. So when you say data-driven, you're, you're right on the mark. You are spot on because if you don't have the data, you can't create a program that that facilitates lasting change. That's right. A hundred percent. And we, and that's one of the reasons we are really working hard this, um, this October, we really are hoping to be in as many schools as possible. We actually have a vision here for 2022, 2023 school year, which is that over the course of the school year, we'd like to see the program in a thousand schools, which on average will hopefully impact somewhere near 1 million students 
And one of the biggest things we really hope to do is through those 1 million students, collect back that data um, that allows us to really quantify how is the film working? How are the lesson plan working? So that we're constantly making adjustments and changes to make it more effective for our students because we have to make mm -hmm. sure that we're making those connections. We have to be asking those kids, our teachers, our administrators, these key and important questions so that we make sure that these shifts and these changes are taking place. And we have surveys <laughs> that follow our program that we have both our teachers and our students fill out. And we do one post, like right after they've seen the film. And we do another one several weeks later, about six weeks later, so that we can start to do some measurable data about the shifts and the changes that have taken place and been put in place because of the use of the film and the lesson plan. So that is very, very, very important to us as a company. And I also love what you said about, um, you know, that constant like, you know, what, what do we need them to stop doing so that they can make these changes and, you know, have the success we're looking for them to have. And one of the things that we've seen be so important is that by giving tools to students for something that they can do, which is to speak life, both through their actions and their words, we can make the conversation less about, hey, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this, and more about if you do this and give them a positive action, a positive word, positive steps. In fact, we have 30 speak life, um, life choices that they can make, and we make them available for the teachers to put up on the smart boards all throughout the month that this program is in the schools so that these students every day are given opportunity to make speak life choices and to start to change their behavior so that they feel empowered to do something. And we always say um, to our students, listen, if you wanna end bullying, it's, it's not as much what you stop doing, it's what you start doing. Because when you start speaking life, bullying will naturally begin to come to an end because it cannot live inside an environment where people are speaking positivity over one another. And we have seen it happen time and time and time again. And that has been our challenge to our students. And I think it's such a positive challenge. It keeps them in a positive headspace. It keeps them believing that they can make a difference. And I think that's so important, especially following 2020, when so many of kids' choices and control, it was all kind of taken from them for almost a year and a half over whether they could go to school or couldn't go to school or could be with their friends or could be with their friends or after school activities. And so many things became out of their control that one of the things we wanna do is give that control back to them and let them realize the power that lies within them to make significant impact in the lives of their peers. Mm, that, that sounds great. You know, and the, the other, piece uh, that I'll share with you uh, is you're almost looking to get and keep a school healthy. Yes. You're not, you're not trying to, you're not trying to treat the symptoms. You're going after the root problem. That's right. Which I see as extremely important uh, within our schools because too often that's what we do. We treat, we, we make some, something happens and we treat the symptom, the symptom is, all right, you exhibited disrespect. Well, I, I, I punish you for dealing for being disrespectful, but I don't go back and look at some of the root problems that are, that have occurred in that child's life. In other words, certain things are learned behaviors and how am I going to get you to unlearn them? 
That's right. That's what I have to do. And and it, I'm taking out organic stuff right now. Yeah. We know that there are kids that are or are who are organically they have behavior problems, they have mental health issues and so on. We're not talking about those kids. We're talking about kids who have learned behaviors. Their private logic is I have to pick on and I have to berate and besmirch others. And that's what we're after. And that's what you're doing such yep. a great job. with. Yes, you're a hundred percent right. We, we definitely see that these, a lot, you know, a lot of this behavior is learned at home or from um, stuff that they've seen uh, happen in front of them. For some kids, they actually come from super positive homes, but they come into their friendship circles at school and they see behaviors replicated to them and they repeat them because they move into what we kind of term as survival mode. They're really not, you know, waking up in the morning thinking, oh, hey, I want to go in and I want to, you know, be mean to another kid today. They're not waking up necessarily thinking that, but what they are waking up thinking is, how do I survive today? And when they go in with a survival mindset, they often find themselves caught up in situations and behaviors that they wouldn't even recognize in themselves because they're just trying to get ahead. And sometimes they think, hey, if I step on this person, I'll look a little better or I'll get a little further in this friend group or in this situation. And we really teach them that we're really actually all after the same thing. We're looking to be loved. We're looking to be seen, understood, and accepted. And what if instead of thinking that if I step on you, I can get a little higher on the ladder or I can get a little further or by stepping on you, I get to survive another hour or another day. Instead, why don't we change that theology completely and say, what if I gave you the same thing I'm after, which is to be loved, mm -hmm. accepted, seen and heard? Mm -hmm. What if I treated mm -hmm. you that way and I gave you exactly what I need? that those things could turn around and come back to me. And that as I'm taking the steps to be more positive towards you, the life that's truly gonna be changed is my own. My mm -hmm. life is going to be changed because that's gonna circle right back to me. And I think that that is so key and so important because kids are struggling and they're suffering and they're all looking for that same hope and that same peace, that little component that they feel is somehow missing where they don't feel loved, seen, or understood, or safe. And those are the things we want to teach them how to both feel and give, because when they give, it's going to return back to them. Mm -hmm. My name is Jim Burns. You're listening to Anti-Bullying 101. I'm speaking with Rebecca Bird. She is an industry leader in providing schools with solutions to help combat and end the bullying epidemic. She's been doing this for over 25 years. And, you know, I want to hear a little bit about this movement of ambassadors. And what, how do you become one? I mean, I can't be one, I guess, right? I'm a dad ambassador <laughs> or whatever. You totally can't. My husband, actually, we've been joking about this saying he needs to start dadvocates. So we have ambassadors and dadvocates um, because- There you go. Yeah, because really what we kind of felt was exactly what you said when you started this podcast, which was so key. And that is that typically when there is a bullying situation at school, who's showing up, who's making that phone call, it's normally the moms. Oftentimes, mm -hmm. you know, especially as our world has changed, dads are getting more and more involved. And we love that. And dads, we want you, we need you um, involved in this conversation. But um, because of that, one of the things, um, I'm a mom, I have three boys. Um, 
the 15 year old an 18 year old and a 22 year old. Um, and so I've seen them go up through school and I've dealt, I've gotten that phone call, you know, your today, your son was, you know, bullied. Here's what happened. I've, I've had those conversations with, with our schools. And, mm-hmm. um, one of the things I've noticed, the more and more I speak to moms is that there's this very, um, noted feeling that we all go through of feeling very helpless when it comes to these situations at our schools. Once our kids get off that bus and they're at home and they're inside the environments that we get to have some control over, we feel like we can make a difference and an impact. But when we put them on that school bus in the morning and we wave goodbye, there's about eight hours of that day that feels very out of control for us. We don't know how do we change situations at school for our kids. And so oftentimes we're put in really tough positions where we have to go into our school and advocate for our child and, you know, and try and push things forward so that there can be change. And that's what we need to be doing, but it can almost turn into, oh, mom's showing up again. Oh, mom's coming with another problem. And we don't want to feel like that when we're showing up at our school. Instead, we want our administrators to feel like when we show up at that school, we're here to help. We're here with some answers. We're here with some things that could actually create some significant change, not just for our own child, but for the other children in the classroom who are are definitely going through the same things that my child is going through. And so what we wanted to do was allow this resource, this program to be put in the hands of moms and say, moms, you are the way, you are the way that schools across this country can get access to this program. And we have created a Mombasador resource portal and it's a free portal. Um, I will make sure that um, moms, you have all the access to that from this podcast, but it's as easy as going to mombassadors.org And when you get in there, you just create your own little profile and it'll open up tons of information that we've put there for you to just walk this program right to your school. And we don't want you to do the heavy lifting. We'll do the heavy lifting. When you get us to that school, all we're looking for is for you to connect us to that right person. Who's that decision maker in that school who brings in programs like ours? And if you can help connect us to that person, we will definitely make sure they have all the resources they need to know if this is the right program for them. And as a gift to you moms, because we value your time, we value your energy, and we value your effort to make a difference in your school, not just for your children, but for more children than your own. From now through the end of October, which is Bullying and Violence Prevention Month, we want to give you a gift just of $250 for your family to say thank you for sharing this program with your school if they choose to use it. So if your school says yes, we want to give you that gift to just say thank you for your time. Thank you for your energy to bring this program to your school. And more importantly than that, thank you for making a significant change, not just in the life of your own child, but in the lives of children who desperately need the intervention of parents, teachers, and administrators to help change this situation for them. Because we are in a dire season for kids. I mean, you've been in this for 40 something years. You know more than anybody how dire it is right now and what our kids are facing and how important it is that today as parents, we step in and get involved. Mm -hmm. I agree. You know, many years ago, Rebecca, I was uh, in my office and I had a student come in with his mother and, um, the mother was talking to me about the behavior of of her son and her son began to bully his mother Mm. in in my office. And she started to get slightly intimidated and the, 
I made a comment to him and I said, don't bully your mother in my office. That's yeah. not happening. As a matter of fact, don't bully your mother at all. Yeah. And when I looked at that mom and her face, almost it was almost like air, the air came out of the balloon. She was so much more relaxed mm. having that conference and she found someone that would stick up for her. Yeah. And m moms have a tough job because, you know, it's always the mom that's saying no. It's always the mom that's uh, asking if your homework done. It's always the mom who's trying to get you to go to bed. It's always the mom who's checking your backpack, you know, and that's a major, major job. And as kids get older, they see mom as being intrusive. Yep. Uh, you know, as someone who's trying to butt in, leave me alone, get out of my way. I don't want you around, you know, and so on and so forth. And they can feel uh, somewhat unappreciated, if you will. And uh, I think the program that you're talking about not only will give moms a purpose, a purpose to help bring things to the school that's useful and not just coming in because they either want to complain or they're brought in because their their kids giving the school a hard time. They're, and the school is going to start to see moms as a resource. They're going to start to see moms as someone who is really making a contribution and I think it will bring out the very best that, and it should be the very best in all moms. So I applaud this program wholeheartedly. Oh, thank you so much. That, that means so much. You have so much expertise in this and you have seen firsthand, you know, what moms are truly up against and man, we want moms. We're here to support you. Um, you do the hard, hard work every single day. Um, and one of the other resources that we want to provide for you, we've created a Facebook community. You are so welcome to join us there. It's Mombassadors Speak Life and Bullying. Um, and if you want to just jump in there, we are, have resources coming out weekly that are to help you at home um, with situations you might be going through with your children. We want to make sure you have access to those resources. We want to make sure you're connected to other moms who might be going through similar circumstances so that you can have important conversations, you can resource one another, you can provide support to one another because this is hard, hard stuff. Raising kids um, is the hardest job I've ever done and yet it is literally the most sacred and important work I've ever done and will ever do in the world is raising my three boys. And um, we just wanna support moms and we wanna give moms resources and tools and we want when administrators see that mom walk into that school, we want them to breathe out. We want them to feel excited because moms can be the answer. Moms can bring the answers to the schools. We can be a part of changing the conversation for our students. We have the power to do that. Mm -hmm. You have three boys. I have three girls and, and I am recently a grandfather one month. Oh, congratulations. Um, isn't that beautiful? And you know what my job is now to help my daughter raise her daughter. Yes. Uh, it, it, it doesn't stop once your no. kids are grown and out of the house. Uh, you, they still need our help. They still need our support. And it's something that uh, I know you're aware of. And I, and I hope that I can make others aware of that as well. Now, uh, just as a matter of information, you've given me a lot of stuff uh, in terms of links and Facebook pages and so on. And I want you, I do want you to share everything again at the end of the interview. I am going to email you when we're done here and we're still on the air. Uh, 
when we're done here uh, with um, a, um, a a rough draft of this interview for you to listen to, but it's not it's not the final copy and, and it's not um, published yet. Uh, and I'm also going to be sending you a copy of my book, Anti-Bullying 101, for being on the interview. Oh, and, thank uh, you. Spend, and, and spending time with me, and you can send that around to others. It's a, it's a, it is in hard copy, but I'll send you the ebook for now, uh, so that you can use that to helpful, hopefully, uh, give uh, kids and give parents and give teachers a chance to put the feet to some of these great uh, techniques that you've spoken about in, in terms of dealing with um, uh, the bullying epidemic. So um, as we close, share all of your links with the listeners. I think that would be a great help. Yes, I would love to do that. Um, if you would like to learn more about our organization, we are a nonprofit organization called Speak Life and Bullying. And you can go to speaklifethemusical.org. And that is going to take you right to our nonprofit's website. All the information um, is right there on the program. In fact, we have two of our trailers from the film there. So you can get a really good feel for the musical. And uh, we have really worked very hard to make this a very professional program. Um, and I think you'll see that inside um, that film trailer. Uh, you can also get information there um, for your schools. Now, if you are a principal, a teacher, or have interest in getting this into your school, um, you can also go to speaklifethemusical.com. And that's actually a place where you can sign up for a Zoom call with our director, and he will share more details with you about the program. It also gives you access to our starter kit, and the starter kit has some clips from the film. It has sample lesson plans in it. And it will give you a really good feel for the program. Um, and moms, if you are looking to get involved, you can go to mombassadors.org and you can get onto that free portal um, and download all that information that you can use to take to your school. Uh, you can also reach out to me there and we can get connected. You can also join us on Facebook at Mombassadors Speak Life and Bullying. You can PM me there directly and we can talk more. Um, I am here to resource you. I'm here to make sure you have everything you need. And this is as easy as possible for you to get this program to your schools. And I hope you'll join us there in the Facebook group as well for some more important conversations and resources. And I'll be sure, James, to share your book there as well um, as a resource too, because I can't, I can't wait to take a look at that and, and be involved. But please reach out to us. We, we do this because we believe um, that together we can end this bullying epidemic. We believe that all of us working together can make a significant difference. And so we hope that you'll hop on board and help us this year to fulfill this mission of getting this program to a million students. We believe we can do that together. My name is Jim Burns. You've been listening to Anti-Bullying 101. My guest has been Rebecca Bird. And this was a tremendous interview. She's uh, the CEO of Create Change Productions and co-founder of Speak Life Performing Arts Company. She leads a performing arts team to combat bullying in our schools. And she's doing a fantastic job, her and her team and her family uh, to boot. Uh, they are uh, in this with her and I'm sure they are all participating. Rebecca, I thank you so much for being on the show. 
Uh, you will hear from me very shortly as I put together uh, the rough draft and other things for you. Please do send me the link so I can include them in your episode description. But it has been an absolute pleasure speaking with you today. Thank you, James. What a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you so much for listening. No, thank you for speaking life. And we all appreciate it. Thank you again. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye now.